All right, we are on episode three of our What's Next podcast, and I think uh, this week really typifies what it, that What's Next is all about. There's so many questions after yesterday's awesome message about new advances, new wineskins, hmm. um, because really that really forces us to say what's next, right? The old is not good enough. There's something new that is being asked of me and sharing the message of hope. So this is a great what's next conversation. Yeah. And I think it's not that the past is bad. No. It's just what worked then. And those are all positive things. But hey, we have to be open to what is the future. And there are certainly a lot of unknowns about the future. But that doesn't mean we just close up shop and say, well, we we can never do anything unless it's like the past. We have to think about what's today, what's tomorrow, what's the future, and are we willing to go there? So Yeah, and I think your opening uh, example through the lives of the Israelites was great, right? Like God appeared and his presence was known through the pillar of fire. Mm. But then through history, that changed to the tabernacle and then the temple and then synagogues, home churches, cathedrals, underground under a tree, down by the river, yeah, yeah. and you know this progression now towards towards digital. And I'm sure all of us, if we were honest, would say, you know what, that yesteryear, that time of pillar by fire, I wish God's presence was a pillar of fire, like that just so clear, directional, yeah. like you know God is there because there's nothing causing that. It's just God's presence, there's a pillar of fire. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome. Yeah. But that's not how God is working in our day and age. That's right. And so we can celebrate the yesteryear and be like, that was so cool. It was awesome that God did that. But then we're also looking forward to, but what's God doing now mm-hmm. beyond the pillar of fire? Yeah. I mean, how do we, how do we um, cherish the past? How do we appreciate the past? Uh, how do we draw from it? I mean, I've, I've, I've been in a lot of different settings of worship and gatherings of people. I'm not that, not that old, but I'm old enough to have been... I wasn't making any yeah, comments or any faces. I could tell by the smile on your face that you were <laughs> kind of thinking, okay, hey, where, what could I do with that statement? But anyhow, um, but, but you know, there's a lot of wonderful experiences that have mm-hmm. happened. And, and I couldn't be more thankful for it. I also look forward to more wonderful experiences with God, but I don't necessarily say it has to be the same method or the same means or atmosphere or gathering. God will show up in the future, and it may be in ways that I have yet to see or experience, as all of us are going to have to be open to, okay, God, you're the leader, you're the, you're the Lord, so let's just keep our eyes on you and be open to new potential wineskins, new methods that may be coming our way. Yeah, I know for me, like one of my favorite yesteryears is I grew up uh, in the Westland Church. We had Clubhouse Kids when mm. I was a kid, and that was awesome. But it was totally separate from the church service. Right? You showed up early for Clubhouse Kids, and then there was still Sunday school following Clubhouse Kids. Uh, nowadays, like I don't. I can't see bringing kids for two hours of church stuff hmm. on Sunday morning. It just yeah. doesn't relate to where we're at. But when I think back, like I have such great memories from Clubhouse Kids and mm-hmm. all the events and stuff that we did on Sunday morning before yeah. Sunday school. Yeah. Um, and I would say if anybody has any kind of church history, church background, they'll be able to tell their story, just like what you've shared. This was so meaningful. This was so special to me or to our family. Uh, even as I talked yesterday about bus ministry, mm-hmm. you know, uh, people that made comments on the Facebook post that I referenced in the message, 
there's like, oh, that was such a great time. And, and we didn't we have a lot of fun? And man, we reached a lot of people. And even somebody said, I came to the church through the bus ministry. And on and on we can go with those stories of the journey of faith and the involvement of people. And, and those are fantastic. I mean, we, we don't want to in any way diminish the importance of what that did and for the people that were involved. But if I can say it kindly, that was then. What about now? And what about going forward? And how do we learn from that but not stay stuck with that or feel like, well, that's, that was the best ever? Can't there still be another best ever that's coming? If, but if we're not open to it, we won't experience it. Yeah, I remember at the last church I was at, one of the board members, his, um, we're having a little bit of static here. We'll sort that out as we're going along. But uh, his experience was that his kids came to Christ through the bus ministry, and then they dragged him to church to see one of their events that mm-hmm. they were participating in, yep. and he came to Christ through that. So for him, the bus ministry was huge. And so he came to me and said, hey, we got to restart the bus ministry. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, but here's how much it's going to cost to start up a bus ministry. Like you just can't buy a bus these days and drive it around. Uh, There's all kinds of safety protocol. But what could we do that's like the bus ministry that would really engage families in a new way? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's where we got into the whole teddy bear picnic thing at the last church. We we did this thing in the community at one of the local um, trailer parks in their park playground area. And it was awesome, right? And it had a lot of kids come out. And um, so it's, again, it's that looking for that new wineskin, that new way Mm -hmm. of sharing that gospel, that new hope. Yeah. And I, we see that all the time here at Hillside, right? We, we have to celebrate what we've done, right? Hillside's done so many amazing ministries, mm-hmm. uh, but we got to look for new, new wineskins, right? Yeah. New and I love the spirit as since I've been here at Hillside and, but I've watched it over the years or I've, you know, read of the history of Hillside. Um, I love the fact that there's a willingness to try uh, hey, let's experiment. Let's uh, give something a go and see what happens. Versus, no, we're just not gonna like. There's there's not a rigidity mm-hmm. or an old wineskin mentality, which is, you know, we've never done it that way. Uh, we can't try that. I've I've felt like at Hillside, and I wish it was true for every church that there's an openness to try. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's give it a go. Um, I don't know that we are fearful of failure. I mean, right. let's give it a go. And if it doesn't work, okay. It didn't, it didn't work. So, but we at least tried. Right. And we'll try something else. And then we'll try something else. But we'll never know unless we try something new. And of course, right now, uh, as we're all experiencing, we're trying to find ways to be online. Mm-hmm. And that has just accelerated since covid um, because we recognize things have changed when it comes to gathering together, having times mm-hmm. of the people that are a part of a church or the people that are yet to be a part of a church. One of the primary ma- means, if not the best means right now, is somehow online, somehow digital. And so we cannot ignore that. We have to continually engage in the thinking of how do we be an online or have an online presence. Yeah. And you had made the question, the comment yesterday that the church is not a building or structure. The church is the people of God. And that has never been more true than right now where 
you know, we have limitations on how many people can be at the building or how people can even enter a building or leave a building. And uh, every time you enter a building, you got to have hand sanitizer. I mean, we have so much hand sanitizer on our hands these days. Mm. Like we're going to be pickled by the end of this COVID experience, right? But it really proves a point that the building has nothing to do with being the church other than a location to gather. Right. But it's the people, right? It's the people that are the church. It's the people that are of God. Yeah, absolutely. And how we uh, continue to see, especially as I come back to the online and take what you just shared, like if we were focused on, we have to gather on Sunday morning and that was our primary place to communicate and to share the gospel and to invite people. Well, if that was our still our primary focus, we would be uh, really struggling. We'd be in trouble. We'd be in big trouble, right? Um, so it's like we can still gather. It's going to have to be smaller groupings uh, in many aspects. Um, but I love the concept of you can still communicate and reach people 24-7 online. So it's not hey, I missed Sunday morning, so I must have missed out. There are still plenty of ways that we can communicate the good news and share hope that isn't based on one hour or one segment Sunday morning once a week. This can go anytime, anywhere, and I think that's the beauty of it. Yeah, I mean, even this podcast, we're going to launch it today, Monday, 4 p.m., But my guess is if you're listening right now, it is not Monday at 4 p.m., Yeah. right? It's available for you to listen to when you are ready Mm -hmm. and hopefully ready to take that uh, what's next, next step, right? Yeah, Um, I think the the one thing about a lot of things in life is we do anticipate things. So I think it's great that people will plan to listen on Sunday morning at 10 a.m., our current uh, service time. And that's great. And there might be people that anticipate, oh, I'm going to be ready to listen to the podcast at four on Monday. But more and more so, we're facing that reality of on demand, right? Uh, I'll listen to it when I have the opportunity and the openness. Maybe I'm going to be on the bus going to work. Maybe I'm going to be in the car driving somewhere. Maybe it's going to be just a quiet time when I know I have time to listen to it. So I think the beauty of online is it is always accessible. Yeah. And I, I think something that sometimes we hear this caution of when we're talking about new wineskin is that, you know, we're going to lose the essence of the gospel. We're going to miss out. But you are very clear that the new, the, the new wineskin is the old message of hope, right? It's just a new way of communicating yeah. it, right? It's, um, it's new ways of helping people engage with the message of Jesus Christ. So we're not changing the gospel. We're not changing what we're sharing about Jesus, but we're recognizing that we are new people. Mm-hmm. We're not the people who came 50 years ago or 100 years ago or 200 years ago. We're new people who need to hear the old message of Jesus Christ in a new way that relates to who we are. Yeah. I mean, one way I remember hearing it years ago was the message never changes. The methods mm-hmm. are continually being tweaked and changed. So... Uh, one of the course illustrations is, you know, the delivery system of milk. You know, as I said, from the cow to the customer, how do we get it, you know, from here to there? And, you know, a, a milk can or a jar of milk or a pitcher with a bag in it or mm-hmm. a plastic jug or, as I said, for many people, 
the old mixed skim milk, right? That was just like, oh my goodness, it was awful. But anyhow, uh, the question is, the, the various methods of getting milk to the customer change over time. And who knows what the future is going to be uh, and what the newest next way, because, I mean, plastics uh, are, are now becoming more and more of a concern environmentally. So will it only be card box kind of milk? But what will be a new system? Who knows? But the fact is somebody's thinking about that. They're planning. They're, they're thinking down the road a ways. And I think we have to continually be aware of where we have come from, hallelujah, and thank the Lord. But what about today? And what about the future? And are we thinking ahead to what it's going to take to deliver, to bring forward the message of the gospel? And what's that system going to be? And right now, online and digital stuff is certainly pretty important. We better give it some time and energy because uh, I think it's going to be a, a key delivery system. Yeah, and I think uh, going back to that idea of, you know, that old message like we still need the milk you know yeah. i've got a i've got a 18 month old at home every night he gets a bottle of milk mm. and to me it doesn't matter to me if it comes in a big can or a glass container yeah i just need to make sure that at seven o'clock at night i've got a warm bottle of milk in my hand to feed my 18 month old so that he'll go to sleep um right so that's where the concern community is not the method so much as making sure that I get that milk. And I think that's what we're saying here is we are so concerned about the message of Jesus Christ that people Mm -hmm. need that milk, need that nourishment, that we're willing to do whatever method, whatever wineskin is going to take to get that message to people. I mean, from that passage in Matthew chapter 9, you know, part of this uh, great concept is Jesus revealing to those in his day that the message of hope that I'm going to be bringing, you can't just patch it onto old systems. You can't just put it, you know, like new wine into an old wine skin. And so how do we keep thinking about that, that core message of what is it going to take to really reach people today? Um, and in methods that will, We'll speak to them where they're at. Yeah. So I think that's going to be an important thing for us to keep working on. Yeah, and not to say, well, that's not how we ever did it before, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I can't even believe it that you know that's not how you're supposed to fast. Like, who even wants to fast, right? And then to yeah, say yeah, that's yeah. not how you're supposed to do it, right? Yeah. From that Matthew passage there. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so check that out, Matthew chapter nine, fourteen to seventeen. If you're not sure what we're chatting about here, uh, great challenge uh, from the Pharisees of Jesus about being very legalistic around not eating food. Right. Um, and so we just don't want to be. Uh, uh, be that way, right? Being very legalist about this is how we have to do um, getting that milk, getting that message out to people. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was helpful for some people yesterday, but in the conversation, I mentioned about the idea of, you know, a new word that uh, might become more common. And I referenced, you know, how many people have ever gone to a seminar? And, you know, many people, of course, raised their hand. Uh, but then when the World Wide Web came, right, it's like, what if we did seminars on the web and what would we call those? And and this word came up and I thought, that's the stupidest word ever. Webinar. Who <laughs> wants to, what's webinar mean? But I thought, okay, and well, now you use the word webinar and most people go, oh yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And it doesn't feel awkward or different. It's just like, yeah, a webinar. And then I referenced, uh, you know, years ago, before phones became a big thing, you had iPods. 
And on an iPod, you could load music or talks or recordings of things to listen later. And then, you know, there's this whole principle of broadcasting this kind of information out there. And so a new term came forward. It was called a podcast. Oh, my goodness. What's a podcast? People would go, what do you mean by podcast? And now podcast is becoming such a familiar term. Um, so now with this idea of having a physical presence as a church, having a service, having a gathering in person, somehow, some way, whether it's as a worship service or it's in small groups or in discipleship groups of three to five people, whatever the physical presence is, there also has to be a digital presence. So we have to keep reaching people and having a way to have a digital presence. So the new word is fidgetal. So as somebody who can't spell, do you want to spell fidgetal for me? Well, I guess I would just take the P-H-Y of physical and then the G-I-T-A-L of digital and call it (laughs) fidgetal. Everybody together now, say it with me. Fidgetal. Nice. So, you know, people go, that's the stupidest word I've ever heard. But webinar was and podcast was one day. But fidgetal will become the new term where we go, we are working hard to have a presence in both of these kinds of uh, locations, physical, on-site, digital, online. Mm -hmm. And so much of our world is that YouTube is made that way, right? It's the idea of the television or the old tube, right? And it, but it's, you're creating the content. Yeah. Facebook, right? It's supposed to be like a yearbook, but it, you're actually engaging with people. That's where it comes from. So, Mm. uh, that's so much where we're going. We're take, people are taking old methods, uh, and saying, how can we make this more applicable to today to communicate what we want to communicate? And we are saying, you know, we want to communicate the message and the hope of Jesus Christ. So what are we going to do to make it applicable to today? And again, not saying yesteryear doesn't matter, not saying the way we did it before was terrible. Those were great ways, but those were methods and means for that time yeah. of sharing the hope. Yeah. And from that, I mean, one of the things that I hope was communicated in the message. So if, if you were there in person or you you watched it online or you're going to watch it, um, if what we can say is it's not time for us to close up shop. Right. It's not time for us to come to a place where we go, well, there's nothing we can do. You know, we're in an awful season of life and COVID has, you know, kind of knocked us around and, and therefore, you know, throw our hands up in the air and just maybe hold on until, you know, this all kind of passes and then we can get back to what once was. And I think that's basically an old wineskin kind of thinking. So if we can have a, you know what, sign me up. I'll join something. I'll do something. I'll try something. Um, that I think that attitude and that spirit is what will help us go forward with new ideas. Now, we don't have every idea under the sun. Nobody does. And I think that's one of the realities that is interesting when it comes to uh, projecting going forward. I mean, we're doing the best we can, but you see lots of other people doing things and it, it may all be different. It may be the same. You have to make it for your context and make it work for you. You can't just compare and try and do what everybody else is doing. But what can we do? So, what we can do is start with a, a heart and an attitude that says, I'm in, sign me up. Like, I'll jump in wherever I can. And guess what? I may not have a clue about how to do that. But if you're willing to train me, if you're willing to give me some orientation, I'm just saying, I got my hand up and I'm ready to do what I can. And uh, hey, I'm in for this journey because 
I'd rather be excited about what can be than just looking back to what was. Yeah. And I think that's the beauty of new wineskin versus old wineskin is, you know what? I don't know everything. I don't know where this is going, but I'm willing to come on the ride and I'm willing to sign up and you put me or you help me or you train me with whatever can work. And, uh, and we want to be a part of that. So I think that's a good thing. Yeah. And we know that that's a challenge. Like it's not easy. I know yesterday heading into the service, uh, it was drizzling a little bit. It was misting a little bit. And uh, Pastor Sharon, Pastor Daniel and I were working through uh, a little glitch that we were experiencing. And uh, Pastor Sharon made a comment and I said, you know, at the end of the day, you just want to go back to the old normal. Like, cause we know what to do with the old normal. We knew how yeah. to fix the problem the old way, but because of the new normal that we've been talking about with the COVID expectation stuff, we couldn't resolve the issue that way. Yep. So we had to come up with a new normal to relay, to communicate. Uh, and it's challenging because we know how to do it the old way and coming up with new can be frightening, but it can also be really exciting. And so I think as you talked about, like, you know, we'll provide training, we'll provide things. All we need people to do is step and say, you know what, I'm going to say, you know what, I know it's not the old way, but there's a new normal, there's a new way of doing things. So sign me up and help me figure it out. Uh, Cause I know that really energizes us as a staff to say, you know what, we're going to move forward. We have some really exciting ideas some really exciting things we can do. Hmm. And we don't have, we're not have all the ideas. If you have great ideas, we'd love to hear from you. Um, but we want to help communicate the yeah. gospel hope in, in those new ways. Yeah. And, and there's already been some good stirrings. I mean, I, I just love for it to be wider and deeper and stronger uh, and hopefully people will continue to think out loud, but already had some good feedback and good ideas surfacing in the last 24 hours from people. Uh, you know, one of the things that I shared was as, as a church going forward and having an online presence, we need to have people who would be like hosts, yes. for example, during the service. And a host is basically like a moderator and they're engaging on the chat and helping create uh, a, a sense of, hey, I'm glad you're here. And they're repeating some of the comments in the service or the songs or the, the sermon. Um, they're helping answer questions if there's some questions that might come or just engaging with people. And I've already had a couple of people say, hey, I want to get in on that. Like, how can how can I learn and what can I do with that? Well, that's great. That's fantastic to see that there is some interest already surfacing from that. Um, so I think the key is going to be, OK, where can I jump in? And, and this is one certainly one good opportunity that uh, that could happen. And but there could be more things that we can continue to look at. But again, it's going to be how do we understand the current times? I mentioned, you know, before COVID hit, most people had never heard of Zoom. Right. And it's like, if you would have talked about Zoom, they would have been like, oh, that's kind of, I don't think that I want to do that. And, and I don't even know that I can figure it out. But all of a sudden, a lot of people figured out Zoom. And there were some times that we even, you and I talked with people at Hillside and we were like just saying okay let's let's keep working at this we'll help you figure it out and and now they're like zoom gurus yeah right? we'll they, get you there they could train other people now on zoom because they were willing to give it a try and so I think that's the beauty of this is that we don't know all of the things that are going to be forward sorry for the little buzz there that's coming but we'll get that figured out um and but the beauty is that if you're willing to try 
and you just put your hand up and we can together learn how to go forward. Why not? Yeah. You know, and if that's going to be part of a new wineskin, a new approach, then let's be, let's be ready to do it. And I think an important part of what you said there is um, you mentioned the word engage, right? Like the moderators are there to engage, but really what we're looking for is engagement from everybody, right? Mm. Like they're engaging online because we are hoping that those who are online are going to engage with us, whether in real time or at another time, even with this podcast, right? We're hoping in some way you're going to engage. You're going to take the what's next step, right? What you're going to raise your hand up and say, you know, I'm going to sign up to do something new, to be part of that new wineskin. So we're looking for that engagement. It's so, so much further beyond attendance. We're not looking just for people to say, I listened or I showed up for Sunday, but to actually engage with us and with the community, Hmm. right? To take that out there and say, I'm going to engage with my neighbors, my coworkers, my friends, random people even, and say, you know, I want to share this new message. Yeah. Or not this new message, this new wineskin of the old message. Yeah, right? I mean, new hope. you know, people could uh, invite you to church in the past, and or you could invite somebody to church, and that became a potential way to engage with somebody. Well, you know, it might be harder to invite them to a physical location, you know, now the outdoor service has been uh, kind of unique it's and, been awesome. and uh, it has been something that we are very thankful for, but we know it is short term. But it would be easy to invite somebody because, hey, you're outdoor and it'd be safe, it'd be easy. To invite somebody indoor may be a little bit more challenging, but you could so easily invite somebody online. You know, our service yeah. does, our church does a service online and, hey, I want to send you the link or I want to invite you. Uh, and guess what? It doesn't have to be Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. Because yeah. if you're inviting them to on site, it, it was when it happened on Sunday morning. Now you can actually invite them anytime. You could watch it. Hey, if you're not doing anything tomorrow evening, why don't you just tune into I mean, it could be any, any kind of an invite, but, but the invitation option is, is higher than ever. Than, than what it would be if it was one hour or one segment of the week, like on a Sunday morning. Yeah, and I remember hearing, you know, in the past, you know, you'd have a, a great, powerful message and somebody could be like, oh, I so wish so-and-so was here to mm. hear that message. Or I wish, you know, I could have gotten my, you know, usually it's wives about their husbands or their kids, but, you know, saying, sure. I, so, I so wish that they would have been in church and heard you say that. And now it's like, Hey, I sent that link to my husband or to my kids or to my friend who I think that this is applying to, or I know somebody who is really struggling. I think this will uplift them. Uh, so I'm going to send them the service. So they're, they're sending it out even after it's all taken place, but they know that this message is going to bring hope to somebody or bring direction or guidance. And so this is a beautiful opportunity we have now because our messages are recorded, our services are recorded, that you don't have to say, oh, they missed out, but say, you know what? They still have an opportunity to hear this message of hope. Yeah. One thing too, Mike, I think it would be good for us to say is that if technology, if the online world scares you as a person, you're listening today and you're like, yeah, but I just don't know how to, I don't know how to run it. I don't know how to live with it. You know, we are willing to do whatever we can to help you get oriented. Absolutely. Get, to get trained and, and oftentimes, um, it's like in times of desperation, we'll do something different. Uh, let me give an example. For example, somebody might say, I don't know how to memorize scripture. I just can't memorize things. 
But you know what? You could say, well, if you were to go to a store somewhere, would you even think about how to get there? Well, no, because you, you've already memorized how to drive to that place. You don't need street names. You don't need any direction signs because you memorized how to get there. You've been there enough times. So the fact is we all can learn something new if we're just willing to give it a try and keep practicing and maybe get some instruction or some training or some help. So just know that we want to do everything we can. And this, this is for a person who may be listening today to say, yeah, that stuff scares me. Um, I, I just feel really awkward. I, I, I have too much fear and concern over it. Well, uh, let us walk with you to help you because I think this is going to be part of a new wineskin that we're going to have to address and we don't want anybody to feel left out or left behind. We can't make your decision for you, but we want to assure you and help you to know we're willing to try everything we can to help you feel and have a good experience online with whatever we're doing or whatever direction we go. Just know that we're we're willing to do our best to help you. Yeah, we're not going to force you to take the next step alone. We're not going to force you to take the next step, but we especially won't make you take it alone. Yeah. Uh, we're here to help and to give direction and encouragement in any way uh, that we can. And so there's some awesome stuff that's coming up. There's some community groups that are starting up. Uh, we've talked about this online hosting, looking for people who want to help with uh, online hosting. Um, there's just so many cool what's next steps. And uh, and you know, right now we're in the end of September. We're heading in, uh, into October. I'm not sure what time it is right now that you're listening to this podcast. It might even be November, December next year. But the the beauty of this message is that there's always new wineskins being created to help convey the gospel, the message of hope of Jesus Christ. So um, if you're saying, well, you know what, that was last October, um, so this doesn't apply. No, raise your hand up, step in, yeah. say what's going on now that I can be a part of, that I can be raised up to help communicate uh, this message. So Yeah, that's really good. And, and you know what, yeah, there there's always going to be things that will uh, work at and put forward. So community groups is one of those. One of the things that we're talking about with community groups is instead of community groups being based on a semester, like the fall or the winter or the spring, we would like to see community groups have a longer duration so people are able to walk the journey together mm -hmm. in community groups. But then with community groups, there are going to be some that are on site in somebody's home. There's actually going to be one that's going to be offered at the church there's going to be one that's going to be offered through Zoom. Uh, so there's different ways that we're trying to create options for people based on some of their desires and interests. Uh, but then there's discipleship groups. That's smaller groups, three to five people that can you know read God's word and pray together and share together with concerns that they might have. Um, you know, of course, Hillside Kids, Hillside Youth, Hillside Young Adults, and even uh, through Hillside Seniors, there were talking through and trying to figure out ways that we can still stay engaged and connected and helping seniors at Hillside and beyond to have experience online alpha. You don't have to start. We used to always think alpha started with the beginning of the, of the fall and finished by Christmas and so on. Now with online alpha, you can start at any time. I know we don't have to fight about when is the calendar starting, when's it ending, exactly. what's going to interfere with other things that are happening. Yeah, so so you may have experienced Alpha 
And again, we just try to encourage you, try not to see Alpha as a program. You know, I went through it. I checked it off. There, I did it. What's next? Uh, see Alpha as a tremendous opportunity to introduce people to faith through connecting people with Jesus. And if, and if I've done Alpha and I found it to be a helpful thing, why wouldn't I be willing to be a leader and help set up an Alpha online or maybe a helper? Um, so we could have multiple start dates of Alpha online mm-hmm. that isn't dependent on our typical rhythms, but is, hey, there's no timeline here. You just start it and end it whenever it works best. So I think those are good things. Yeah, so it's really exciting. We're coming here to the end of our podcast time, but uh, I'm so excited about what's next and uh, the the steps that we're going to take. I mean, even this podcast right now is a new wineskin. It's a way for us to communicate in a new way the message of hope and where we're heading as a church. And so I'm really excited about that. So raise your hand, step up. Let's do this together. Let's be Hillside. Let's be the church going out and communicating the gospel of Jesus Christ in new and exciting ways. So let us know. Contact the office through email, phone calls. Hit us up on Facebook. Uh, you know, just reach out and let us know you're ready to step up and do something new and exciting to express the message of hope of Jesus Christ. Yeah, couldn't agree with you anymore. And so, uh, as I said yesterday, the you know when at the end of the service, maybe the response at the end of the service is, if I'm holding on to something in the past. I need to let that go. That old wineskin, that old thing that I, or that former thing that I've felt like, well, if we could just bring that back, man, church and life would be so much better. And maybe it's time to explore something new. But the first step to that is to say, sign me up. So it was like, just as you said, get in contact. Use whatever means works for you best and get in contact to say, uh, I'm in. And that's the hard part. That's that's the real commitment. I'm going to take this step to go forward. So anyhow, sorry for a few of the uh, tech glitches, but uh, hopefully this has still worked out really well today and you found this to be a a positive time together. Thanks for joining us.